0: Hey friends, one of the best practices of growing churches is the use of strategic outsiders. What do I mean by strategic outsiders? These are individuals, consultants, organizations that will help you really with shortcuts to get things done in a better way, a more cost efficient way, a faster way. They've been down the road you want to go. You know, this is true in the home. If you want to get a big project done, you could do it yourself. But really what you want to do is bring somebody in to help you. In fact, what I found in those cases is I actually save money in the long term and I get a much better solution. It's really not any different with your next campus or planting uh, a church, church planters who focus on building their core teams. And partner with the portability experts over at Portable Church Industries, hit the ground and running. Yes, you might have more costs up front, but your volunteers, they'll feel invested in. They will give more and they will thrive time and time again. I have found that the strategic outsiders of Portable Church Industries have helped churches Time and again, if you're thinking about launching a church in the next six to thirty six months, we encourage you to go to portablechurch.com forward slash unseminary today. That's portablechurch.com forward slash unseminary to connect with these strategic outsiders who want to help you and you launch your next campus, your next church plants in the next six to thirty six months. Reach out to them today.
1: Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash Unseminary.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. Uh, you know, every week we try to bring you a leader who will both inspire and equip you. And today is absolutely no exception. Super excited to have a newer friend of mine, Joey Spears. He's a brand builder and digital marketer. He and I are both within Kerry Newhoff's leadership community, his private community called the Art of Leadership Academy. Uh, and we both are active in there. And we were talking online. and so I said, hey, Joey, I'd love to have you come on. The podcast, he and his wife Christy are founders of the Spears Collective Incorporated, which is the parent of uh, Creative Rise and Brand Therapy. Brand Therapy helps clients like you, actually, like churches, generate super brand clarity and makes growing uh, your mission possible. Joey, so glad you're here. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me on, Rich. Excited to chat.
0: Yeah. Why don't you talk to me? Give me a bit of the Joey Spears story for folks that don't know. Uh, give us a bit of context, your background, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. So a little bit of context. I'm uh, sitting here recording this from Northern California. Uh, I'm not originally from here. However, I am Canadian. Uh, actually, from where you're from, we're not not, yeah, not too far apart. Right around the corner. Um, <laughs> yeah. So raised, raised in Ontario, uh, raised in the church. Uh, for that mm-hmm. context, for this uh, this conversation, started a business when I was younger, at uh, fourteen. Really loved it. Got a just had a knack to want to solve problems at a at a young age, and it just caught fire in terms of my passion for it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been I'm 23 now. I'll be 24 mm-hmm. in. Uh, 20 days, which is pretty crazy. I feel like I'm getting old, Rich. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it feels funny saying I'm 24, but uh, I will be going on my 10th year of of being an entrepreneur, if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it. But uh, I was flying home from LA once. Uh, a girl tapped me on the shoulder in the airport and I married her. So met my wife <laughs> in the airport. She's from Northern California. Uh, I decided to leave Canada, come down here and pursue her and uh, best decision I ever made. So uh, now I'm sitting here in Northern California. And yeah, my wife and I run a couple different businesses. We've got a photography uh, content um, creation and strategy agency. We've got my brand agency, which is Brand Therapy you mentioned. And then we've got uh, an education platform in the middle of that. Because when we look at the world, we just believe there should be more creatives like us that get to do what they love for a living and succeed. And so, uh, yeah, Creator Rise is an education platform that teaches creatives business so they can run a business. So yeah, it's a blast. We get to do a lot of fun things day to day. And so... Can't wait to chat all about it and how we can give some of your listeners some value.
0: Yeah, I love it. So good. So yeah, if you if you're sitting in front of a browser, drop over to Ineedbrandtherapy.com. We're gonna talk a little bit about that. So, so there might be people that are listening in that, you know, obviously a lot of church leaders, people who uh, you know, don't spend their time necessarily thinking about brand. So let's take a step back. When you say brand, what do you mean by that? What what is yeah. a brand? What is it, what is that? What is that idea? Is that just like a logo? Or are you saying, I need a better logo? What is it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So I define brand as uh, how you are experienced. So your logo is definitely a part of that. But um, to go a lot deeper and, and at the same time simplify it, though, uh, brand is simply just the the feeling that people get when they experience you, when they interact with you, mm-hmm. they see your logo, they show mm-hmm. up at your church, they hear the message, they mm-hmm. shake hands with somebody from your organization. Brand encompasses all of that. So uh, mm-hmm. if that's the definition we're going to roll with, which it should be the mm-hmm. definition everybody adopts. Um, mm-hmm you it 's undeniably something you 've got to think about as as a church leader mm-hmm. as a business leader, right because it is it is fundamentally how you are being experienced, and if you 're not intentionally shaping how you 're being experienced, mm-hmm. then uh, you know you 're still being experienced and you 're probably going to mm-hmm. be getting experienced in a way that you 're not intending to necessarily be experienced, and I think that 's where a lot of people mm-hmm. lose uh, momentum on their missions because they 're just not mm-hmm. as intentional uh, about how they want to be experienced and what they want to create in the world and how people you know get involved in that. Um, and yeah, so I'm trying to dedicate a lot of my life to helping people get clear on that and, and create a just a better trajectory for their organization uh, and the people that the organization is impacting.
0: Yeah, I know it's been said that we all have a brand. The question is whether we have one on purpose or not, whether we're intentionally building exactly. it and cultivating it. <laughs> Like, and there's a lot of churches we've walked into and you're like, gosh, the brand brand is screaming loud and clear here uh, and no one spent any time thinking about it. Uh, When you think about, so let's say you're talking, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of churches and you engage with them. I'm sure there's kind of common questions or um, ideas that you are often finding yourself repeating when you're talking to them around what they should be thinking about when they think about brand. Are there, is there some low hanging fruit if we're trying to get more clarity, kind of get better, um, you know, to position our brand better in our communities, what what would some of that low-hanging fruit be?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. There's probably a couple things, but the thing that I would say is potentially the lowest hanging fruit would be that most Mm. people think your brand is about you. And it's actually Mm -hmm. the opposite. The best brands in the world, are not about them. They're not about themselves. They're about the people they serve. And so from a church Mm -hmm. perspective, uh, one of the things that I see a lot of churches doing wrong, and again, simply because they just don't, they're not intentional about this. Is they make their mm-hmm. entire brand about themselves. Their entire website mm-hmm. is about themselves. Mm-hmm. All their social is about themselves. Uh, even even sometimes the Sunday experience, you know, is about mm-hmm. themselves. The way they ask for people to get engaged in in groups the way they ask mm-hmm. for people to serve they make it about themselves mm-hmm. the way they ask people to tithe that one really mm-hmm. that one really grinds my gears sometimes right <laughs> i'm like oh it's this isn't even tithing it's not about you as an organization it's right. about what's happening in people you know and it's it's about that personal you know uh commitment and personal sacrifice um and yeah like doing what God has, has you know gifted you to or asked you to do and mm-hmm. stewarding you know your finances again, that should not be about the church, even though the money's going mm-hmm. to the church. it should be about mm-hmm. here's what's happening in you and through you. so all aspects of that, I think the lowest hanging fruit is so many churches because they don't intentionally shape the brand, the brand becomes about themselves, and mm-hmm. when your brand is entirely about yourself rather than the people you serve, mm-hmm. uh you don't actually connect with a lot of people that you want to serve
0: right. So we've talked about that at a, like a tactical level, say around announcements, too many churches Mm -hmm. get up and, and say, Hey, we're launching groups and this is when they launch and they're on these days and these times, and you should join. Well, they don't even say you, they just say, you know, this is a really important thing as opposed to, Hey, are you looking for community? Are you the kind of person that, you know, wants to grow in their relationship with Jesus? Are you looking to improve, you know, insert one, two, three things. If you're interested, you know, you should join a group. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? It's positioning. What we're doing, really, in the eyes of our people, really from their perspective, is that the kind of thing you're you're encouraging us to think about.
2: Yeah, exactly. And there, there's a couple things that I would say are the pillars that you'd have to first. F- foundationally create that all of mm-hmm. that language, all of that communication would come out of. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. how I would describe that is there's two, two aspects to your brand. There's the brand identity, which is the internal mm-hmm. characteristics of who you are as a brand. A question mm-hmm. that I love to ask you is if your church was a, a single person walking right. down the road and I ran into them, you know mm-hmm. how would they make me feel? What would they say they believe about the mm-hmm. world? What would they mm-hmm. uh, What would they say is the reasoning for why they do what they do? What gets them out of bed mm-hmm. in the morning? You know who do they mm-hmm. love to help? That's your brand mm-hmm. identity—the internal characteristics mm-hmm. of what makes you you. And then you've got mm-hmm. the second part of a brand, which is your customer identity. Mm-hmm. Again, if you met a singular person walking down the road that you serve, who would they be? You know what mm-hmm. age are they? Uh, mm-hmm. Or are they. Can they kind of just be any age, you know? If you're a mm-hmm. church, you got to serve everyone. So, uh, mm-hmm. but what do they believe about the world? What are some of the problems they're up against in the world, mm-hmm. right? What are some of the things that are stopping them from overcoming those problems themselves? Uh, what mm-hmm. are some of their hopes and desires for how they want to experience the change in order to get them from mm-hmm. problem to a place where they no longer live with that problem, right? And so I think mm-hmm. when you when you can identify some of the brand identity characteristics that you guys want to you want to include in your brand and, and who it's for, the customer identity side mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. I think getting up on stage. And making your announcements not about you but about the people you're serving. You know, uh, planning your your groups, planning even just sermon series. Everything becomes a lot easier because you've got a framework for who you're trying to be as an organization that's clear, and you've got a framework mm-hmm. for who you're trying to reach as an organization that's clear. And uh, mm-hmm. the best part is those go both ways, right? When mm-hmm. your entire organization, top down, the person who mops the floors to the person who gets up on stage and speaks. When your entire organization knows who. They have to be to build you know, a, bigger, a bigger vision of like what that organization is, who they, who they claim mm-hmm. to be. When everyone's clear on that, the customers, or in my lingo, the customers, the community members, the members mm-hmm. of your church, the seekers that are coming for the first time, they're going to see mm-hmm. that and, and see clarity in that and understand who you are and how, how being there is going to benefit their life, right? So it, mm-hmm. it goes both ways, uh, which is really cool. And that's, that's one of the coolest things about branding.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I love that idea. You know, I think there's a lot of great communicators who often, they intuitively do this at the level of, say the message they preach on sunday where yes. they intuitively think hey when i'm preaching this message today this is the person i'm thinking about they have this person in their mind's eye this is the person that they're 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 wrestling with in fact i found over the years that actually the best communicators get very specific maybe even down to an individual like this is yeah there might be 5000 people at our church but i'm yep. hoping that joey hears this message today Uh, I love that idea of pushing us to think about, okay, who is our target as a church? And it could get that specific. Now, when churches, uh, say there's, there's two different sides, there's kind of Our own, if you know, if we kind of had our, you know, our organization was a single person, what would they look like versus the people that we're trying to reach? Is there a side of those that churches, particularly, or you found ministries maybe particularly, have had had trouble wrestling with, and why? Why do you think there's one or the other that we we tend to have, you know, more of a difficulty, you know, thinking through?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say it depends on who you ask. If you ask the founding pastor, they're going to say, we don't have any issues with the brand identity. You know, that stuff's all in my head. And I go, well, that's the exact issue. You know, your Mm -hmm. entire organization, everyone who's a part of this, the same way we say, Mm -hmm. you know, the church is is the body of Christ. Everyone, you know, this part Mm -hmm. of it's the arm, this part of it's the leg. Your Mm -hmm. brand is Mm -hmm. the same. Each role that someone is serving in your church is an arm and a leg. It's the nose of your Mm -hmm. brand. And so if they don't Mm -hmm. know what body they're making up, and, mm-hmm. you know, what fuels it, what, what it believes about the world, mm-hmm. who it's serving, then there's a lot of disconnection. So, from a lead pastor perspective, a lot of them think they have that side clarified. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we often actually have to step in and help them clarify it a little bit more. But our job most of the time is actually helping them distribute it to the rest of the organization. Because unless mm-hmm. the rest of the organization gets that, right, there's there's a there's a massive gap in efficiency. There's mm-hmm. a massive gap even in uh, retention with people who are serving mm-hmm. the fastest way to kill your retention for your volunteers or the, the people who are serving in your church paid staff mm-hmm. is to have them confused on on why they're doing what they're doing right yes. and how yeah, it builds yeah, yeah. Great, into the great, bigger great. the bigger vision of what they're doing right mm-hmm. and then on the other side of that um i think a lot of churches do struggle yes with figuring out who they want to talk to so here's my answer rich to, mm-hmm. to kind of glass Mm -hmm. over this. I I don't think it's one of them. I think it's both of them. And I think the issue with the customer identity stuff, the community member for the the lingo of this podcast stuff is that Mm -hmm. they go, well, in the business world, it's more straightforward because in business, you just want to pick one person Get rid of everybody else and then scale that one person audience, right? You want to find Mm -hmm. people who are, Mm -hmm. if you're a fitness Mm -hmm. company, who are, you know, looking to lose X amount of fat and looking to get abs. Mm -hmm. We don't want to talk Mm -hmm. to anybody else. You can't do that in the church. Mm -hmm. The church is for everybody, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you've got to be a little bit more intentional on how you create a message, create an invitation, four people to experience your brand. That's welcoming to everybody, whether they're mm-hmm. six months old going to daycare or the, you know, childcare for the first time, or whether they're 80 and they've been going to that church for, or, or whether they've been 80 and they've never been in a church and they walk in for the first time, right? You've mm-hmm. got to be able to craft a message that's going to speak to everybody. So, um, I think people struggle with both of them for very different mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's a good flag. I think, um, oftentimes we think that our churches are trying to reach everybody. They can't reach everybody. The church universal will reach everybody in our communities, uh, but mm-hmm. our, our, you know, our church has some sort of unique, uh, opportunities. You have unique ability to reach people. And I don't think it's a problem for us to kind of say, Hey, we're, we're trying to narrow down, obviously not in an exclusionary sort of way, probably not yes. as exclusionary as you you know, as the, you know, like you say, the fitness company around the corner. Uh, but I, I do think that's something, you know, for us to wrestle through. Uh, so put this all in context coming out of COVID, a part of why I was excited to talk to you is I know the churches I'm talking to, the churches I'm doing coaching with, the ones I'm engaging with, man, we are all still, it feels very much like we're still emerging from that. We're still trying to figure out. And it feels like we're, uh, that there's a lot of churches that could be really ripe for this kind of work in this season, rethinking these things, kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. pulling back and saying, okay hmm, I need to maybe we need to think about these things again. We need to think about brand identity. We need to think about community or customer identity. Have you seen any impact, particularly say in the last couple of years, uh, as we're kind of coming out of COVID around all of this identity stuff in general, brand identity stuff?
2: Oh my goodness, 100%. Right. This, uh, that's mm-hmm. a great point, Rich, because, you know, COVID caused so many people in a lot of different ways um, to think differently about something, right? We all were. Mm-hmm. we're whether we decided to, or whether we were just pressed to think differently, we all had to think about something in a different way over the last couple of years. And I think for a lot of churches, um, it posed the question, their community was looking at them going, well, what do you guys think about this? What do you think about lockdowns? What do you think about the vaccine? What do you think about, Mm -hmm. uh, politics, economics right Mm -hmm. now, recession, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think about my finances right now? And so Mm -hmm. I think, uh, my father-in-law is a pastor and he's been so fun to watch through the last couple of years because, He's mm-hmm. going, man, we just got a level playing field to recreate the best foundation we've ever had mm-hmm. in the church, and it is time to relaunch the American mm-hmm. Church. Like this is mm-hmm. when we need to ramp up people have more mm-hmm. questions about the role mm-hmm. the church is playing in, in our local community, our, our national community and the global mm-hmm. community than ever before. We've mm-hmm. got to have answers, we've got to have mm-hmm. intentionality, we've got to meet people you know in the, in the questioning. So mm-hmm. I think absolutely COVID created problems. Anything time there's problems there's more opportunity right and i think from a brand perspective if your organization is not clear on here's why we exist here's why you're going to get a benefit from this mm-hmm. here's why we want to invite you to this here's the mm-hmm. plan to do that like if your brand is not fully built with that stuff i think people mm-hmm. are they're going to pass you by and they're going to go looking mm-hmm. for somebody else who can serve them in that way so yeah. I think more than ever, Rich, COVID has given mm-hmm. every church a great opportunity to relaunch and you could sub the word right. relaunch for the word rebrand. Not that you mm-hmm. have to change anything, but you need right. to relaunch your brand and Hey, this yep. is, we are for you. Here's why we're for you. You know, all that mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Yeah. I love it. And you know, I think there's uh one of the questions I keep asking leaders are what are the assumptions that were true in 2019 that aren't true anymore? And and we have to keep asking those questions. And that's a, you know, I think that's a perennial question. We can ask that anytime in our ministries, but it does feel like particularly in this season, let's, let's kind of dive a little bit more specifically into your offering, like how you actually help organizations or how you actually help churches. So like, is, are you the kind of guy when you're like, or, you know, coach, when you're coaching on this stuff, Is it like, you know, we have a 30 minute conversation and then next week you're going to show me logos and idea boards with like fancy colors. And you're going to tell me the difference between this blue and that blue and why I should use this blue and that blue. How does all that work? You spend more time on the upfront, the kind of, hey, let's dive deep on what is it that actually makes you different? Or are you more on the like? The kind of production, graphic design—we'll think about that stuff. The actual what what it looks like or how it rolls out. Uh, Walk us through what that actually looks like. What what are you actually offering to organizations? Yeah, one hundred percent in your service. Well,
2: this may sound cheesy, but the same way God looks at the heart, not the the outside. I feel like that's the way I pursue branding. I I don't touch any of that stuff uh, until. We figured out who you're going to be, how you're going to show okay. up, who you're showing up okay. for, why they need you, what are you helping them overcome in their life. So the mm-hmm. brand identity and creating that, we, there's a ton of questions that go into creating a really good brand identity uh, and then mm-hmm. a great customer identity. But I, I think it's just a waste of time to talk about colors and, and argue mm-hmm. for 40 minutes on which you know, shade of blue is going to be more beneficial mm-hmm. for something. Mm-hmm. If you still can't get up on stage and clearly tell people why you know, they should care about what mm-hmm. you're doing and how mm-hmm. you're trying to impact them. So yeah, we spend a hundred percent of our time. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, we don't even do, we, we don't, we've done a few rebrands over the years, but that's mm-hmm. not even something I would say we offer. That's probably something right. more specific to, Hey, this is mm-hmm. really a problem. We've done everything else now. Great. Let's mm-hmm. also solve that problem. But no, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it's a waste of time to solve any of those problems until I think the real problems are solved. So wh- how it looks, brand therapy is, it's just a consulting system that, um, mm-hmm. I had built years ago, uh, and had some guidance from, uh, some people that I really look up to that, have mm-hmm. been, been doing leadership development stuff for mm-hmm. years for fortune 500 companies. They kind of helped walk me through the way I viewed the world and the way I viewed branding. And, and they're like, man, you got a really special knack for this. You just get this stuff. And we built a system mm-hmm. that I'm just really proud of. And it's, it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we just step in and it generally starts with a full day. And, uh, mm-hmm. we ask you a ton of questions. We call it brand mm-hmm. therapy because it feels therapeutic. People cry. <laughs> I love it. Um, people, Scream and jump around with excitement when it clicks. People Mm -hmm. get Mm -hmm. confused. People find clarity. Like it's all Mm -hmm. of that. In 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 one experience, and uh, mm-hmm. what's so cool about it is it's it's something that we encourage people to invite their uh, their entire like executive team into. There's no point in mm-hmm. doing this just with the founder if the founder's right. problem again is he already gets most of this, but he doesn't know how to communicate it. So mm-hmm. it, brand therapy is not only so helpful to communicate, uh, sorry, to clarify all of these things: the brand identity, the customer identity. There's a third piece to that we actually call identity alignment. Like, how do those two things now mm-hmm. talk? Because just because we know who you are and who they are doesn't mean that everything's still going to line up. So how do we make? Mm-hmm. that we're lining stuff up well you know Mm -hmm. getting to walk your entire team through that your executive team you know most churches would Mm -hmm. pick the top seven people that maybe are are running a bunch of the stuff Mm -hmm. that they'd be in on the Mm -hmm. conversation i think when you can do that not only do you get clarity we then take all that the data we we shape uh it's actually a guide that we deliver to you, print them out and, mm-hmm. and give them to you. It's like, a we call it like the Bible for your brand. I don't know if that mm-hmm. if that sounds bad, but uh, we love calling it that because <laughs> right. it's like, here, here's a step-by-step way to ensure if you follow right. this, you're going to have a brighter future, right? The same yep. way uh, the Bible promises us, that basically mm-hmm. the same thing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You'll have more hope. You'll have more of this. You'll have more of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we basically just deliver that and then we consult with you on how to implement it, um, which is so mm-hmm. important. And more importantly, mm-hmm. how to help everyone get a piece of it and everyone mm-hmm. understand how what they do builds into the greater vision, the greater purpose, Mm -hmm. the greater drive of what that organization is doing. It is so fun to be able to watch a team come together uh, looking like the lead pastor is excited, you know, or has all the vision, but nobody else gets Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. it's so exciting Mm -hmm. to watch in a week later after we've done all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, an organization that has never been so excited to go out and help people go so excited to go out and serve people simply just because people get why what they're doing actually builds into what what's happening. Right. And mm-hmm. it gives people mm-hmm. ownership, which is so cool. And I think every organization mm-hmm. could could use a few more employees, a few more volunteers, a few more people serving uh, that that are excited to take more ownership.
0: Mm-hmm. Friends that are listening in, I want to uh, let me speak to you for a second as an executive pastor Um, I know there's people that are listening in that are like, this just seems like really like, man, we don't have time for this. We don't have the money for this. I'm not sure I should spend effort on this. Uh, Listen for for a moment. Uh, Take it from a person who's led in fast growing churches. Communications, which is really what we're talking about. This is all a part of that kind of communication piece Mm -hmm. is a professional function. It is like... Um, and, and there are points in your history where you need to lean in with a, someone like Joey to say, hey, help us get better at that. He, he has an area yeah. of expertise that you probably don't have within your church today. And it's a professional function in the same way. Think about the way you handle finances at your church. Early on in the church, you probably, maybe you had a volunteer that did your bookkeeping and then eventually you're like, we can't keep doing that. We got to hire a bookkeeper. And then as your church grew, you added more professional function on that to the point where then maybe eventually you have like a CFO, that kind of type of person on, you, on your team. Communication is the same thing. I don't know why we don't, uh, handle it the same way though. We re- It requires a level of professional care to it. Just because particularly our lead pastors think they're good at communication doesn't mean that they're necessarily have the professional function that someone like Joey actually has behind what do because this is all he does all day long um Mm -hmm. and so something like brand therapy can help you accelerate the work can help you think through okay what should i be doing differently how can we uh you know kind of guide this part of what we're doing and make it better Mm -hmm. so question for you uh joey as you've engaged with people i'm sure there's churches that you've talked with or organizations maybe more broadly you've talked with that would say like, I'm not sure, is this really worth it? Is it worth all this time, effort, and energy? Why would I bring an outside person in? Why Why don't we just go away? Why, why don't I just read Story Brand, tell all my people to read Story Brand, and then we'll just like pull out the PDFs from the back of the Story Brand book and do it ourselves? Why mm-hmm. engage with someone like yourself? Why uh, have someone like you there to kind of guide you through the process?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, huge fan of Story Brand. I, I feel like. Uh, Donald Miller shaped a lot of the way I view the world. Um, Mm -hmm. but the, the problem with reading a book is there's no implementation. You're not getting someone helping Mm -hmm. you implement that. Right. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's the the biggest fall that a lot of leaders take is they're so excited to read the book, but they Mm -hmm. don't now know how to take what they've learned, implement it into the Mm -hmm. organization and most importantly, Mm -hmm. like distribute it through the health Mm -hmm. of their staff. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm uh, The same way. I'm recently married. I'm I'm a year and a half Mm -hmm. in. You know, Mm -hmm. I love what you were saying about communication, Rich. Like communication is so crucial. Communication Mm -hmm. in marriage is everything. If you get communication Mm -hmm. wrong, you you get a lot of other things wrong, right? It's the same Mm -hmm. thing with your organization. You could have the best Mm -hmm. groups, the best programming. You could have the best sermon. Uh, you could have mm-hmm. the best opportunities for kids, but if you can't communicate how that's going to benefit mm-hmm. someone's life and how they should be invited mm-hmm. into that and all the other stuff, it just falls mm-hmm. at the wayside, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's where there's a lot of churches who, yeah, will look at something like this and go, "Well, I just don't know if we have the time." My my counter to that would be, "Well, it's only one day," and yes, even just yes. the the reality of how we're going to help you. You know, like talking about that brand identity guide that we give at the end. I even give the example all the time. I'm like, man that will cut your onboarding time from weeks of them having to get oh, used to so your good. organization you give yes. them that book have somebody who's you know an elder on staff type thing someone who's been there for a while mm. walk them through the brand identity mm-hmm. here's who we are mm-hmm. here's how you're going to play mm-hmm. into that Love here's who it. we're That's serving here's how you're going to help reach mm-hmm. them and here's how you're going to help benefit them there you go like they get started mm-hmm. instantly so mm-hmm. you even just save the time on even like yes. onboarding for one if you ever have to you know even if you spend time coming up with communication for your website if you spend time coming mm-hmm. up with communication for your next sermon series for anything like it just mm-hmm. speeds mm-hmm. it speeds things up and so that's i think that's my only answer right you've got to mm-hmm. find things in in your leadership that you can you can throw some kind of resource at that's going to shortcut mm-hmm. you that's going to that's going to speed you up right and that's the best thing mm-hmm. about Uh, you know, learning how to steward your money well. If you steward your Mm -hmm. money well, you're probably looking at your money from the perspective of how can we use this to buy us speed in our Mm -hmm. impact. And Mm -hmm. brand therapy is a phenomenal way to do that because it's buying you massive amounts of speed in, in, like you said, your communication getting so much better in so many other, so many other things that become assets that just make the long-term health and the short-term health of your organization, I think just drastically go up. Yeah, I
0: love it. So you had said, and, and we probably don't have time to dig into all of it, but I, I love that you called out. Um, I think I would imagine one of the problems with a process like this is it has that kind of feeling of, well, we went to the mountaintop, we generated this thing. We, In fact, we got the amazing brand Bible, and then we set it on the table somewhere and then didn't think about it for 10 years, which I can imagine, or five years, which I can imagine for you is like super frustrating. You're like, man, I just, uh, yeah, you know, I just invested all this blood, sweat and tears, energy into an organization. And then it just, it just became dust on a, you know, maybe on the the pastor's coffee table in their office and they didn't actually do anything Mm. with it. What are some of the, back to low hanging fruit, some of the two or three kind of distributing, you know, tips for getting this beyond just the ivory tower, the seven staff who talked about it and actually pushing it out to the organization. What are some of those channels? What are some of those approaches that when we're thinking about rolling out a brand change like this or a brand clarification like this, mm. uh, what are some of those things we should be thinking about or looking at to kind of help us accelerate the adoption across our organization?
2: Yeah, totally. So, well, first of all, I think the way we set it up, uh, everything we do, we try and go, okay, how do we make sure implementing this is fast, effective, and easy? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if we were to do all this and then I was to make implementing this hard, it just, w- it just wouldn't be mm-hmm. worth it, right? I might as well not do mm-hmm. it. So uh, I think the mm-hmm. way that we format the guide, we pair the value in the guide to tangible actions you take daily mm-hmm. inside of your job, mm-hmm. whether you are a lead pastor, mm-hmm. whether you're someone who's, who's writing programming, whether you're writing slides mm-hmm. for the weekend, whatever it's going to be, I think we, we do a good job of pairing that. And, um mm-hmm the thing that I think hooks people to continue to use it, because I'm yet to actually see somebody drop off and just totally stop using it. And I think the reason why is because when you get so much clarity for how you can talk about what you do, um, Mm. it's just so much fuel and it fuels you to keep coming back to the root of where that clarity was. And even better Mm. when you as a lead pastor, executive pastor have a couple team members below you now know what you're thinking and you know that they know what you're thinking, it is a phenomenal feeling, right? And I think a lot of people love that. So when you think about implementing it daily, um, I always say, just keep coming back to the to the source. Like you have, you got to write a new sermon series, use it as a filter. Make sure that the topic for your sermon, sermon series, look through this part, this part, and this part of the guide, which is easily laid out, and just filter mm-hmm. it. Go, does this align mm-hmm. with that? If it does, mm-hmm. awesome, we're on the right track. If it doesn't, then we probably have to reconsider this, right? And so mm-hmm. I think... That's probably the biggest one. The best way I've seen people implement it, even if it just takes 2 minutes a day, is taking the tasks they're doing and filtering it. Because when you Mm -hmm. have a great brand, it almost acts as a, in the business world, a business plan. And in the church Mm -hmm. world, like a mission, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, if this is what we say the problem is that we see in the world, here's how we're Mm -hmm. committing to say we solve that problem. And then here's the result we believe people experience when we solve that problem for them after they've been invited Mm -hmm. into it. You just use it, and that's what we we call that like just your simple brand story that we help people create. It's like a three mm-hmm. sentence little paragraph. If you wake up every mm-hmm. day, every meeting you start, you go, okay, this will only be effective if it aligns with this brand mm-hmm. story. Filter everything mm-hmm. through there. So mm-hmm. I think there's there's just a lot of aspects of the guide that make it undeniably clear in your head and everybody else's mm-hmm. head in the organization mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just it makes it it makes it hard to ditch it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally.
0: I love that. Well, and I think there's a key insight there around connecting to people's daily function, I think is such an important piece that we have to push, we have to, when we think about implementing any kind of organizational change, it, it has to come down to, okay, so what difference does that make on Monday morning? Like how how yes. do we actually um make a difference next week? How do we make life yeah. better? And that's going to require some work. It's not like, you know, Joey can do all that work for you as team leaders. You're going to spend a bunch of money to get Joey to come in, but then do the extra work to go the extra mile to say, okay, we've done that. Now let's figure out, let's keep pushing it, you know, beyond and keep coming back to it time and uh, time. And again, you know, I just love that. It's like with any software, I always say, like I said this to the church management people all the time. I'm like, if we can't get, if we can't get our people using church management software, the much as, as much as they use email, um it's useless to us we have to figure out how to make it as easy as possible that people have email and the church management system up or Mm -hmm. if you have a human you know lots of organizations have human performance you know software if it's not up as much as email it's not it's probably not functional so love that love that well this has been a great conversation joy is there anything else you'd like to share just as we kind of wrap up today's uh episode as we come to land the plane as they say
2: Yeah. I I mean, I'll just go back to what I said in the beginning. I think it's so important. I just want to encourage every leader listening to this, uh, ask mm-hmm. yourself take 2 minutes after this episode and just ask yourself man how do we make our brand more about the people mm-hmm. we're trying to serve and less about us because it's it's very hard to do that you know our mm-hmm. brands always become about ourselves that's just human nature you know that's that's even mm-hmm. biblical you know if we don't focus on intentionally making our lives about other people it becomes about ourselves and so if you don't focus mm-hmm. on making your organization about the people you serve very very specifically and you have tools to back that up to help you do that mm-hmm. on monday morning like you just said rich which mm-hmm. is such a great such a great uh statement then uh your your brand your organization is going to become become about just maintaining the people within it and uh mm-hmm. i just want to encourage everybody um whether you take something out of this episode whether you contact me and we try and help you do that either way i just encourage you how can you in, in continue to make your your brand your organization the mission of your organization more about the people you're serving than it is about you uh and right. live that out daily and i think that's a great again rich such a great point like if it's not if you're not able to implement it daily then it's it's not worth it um, you know if you think your if you think your organization's about you know the people you serve but all you do all day is just things to maintain the organization and the people within it which is what i i think i see a lot of church leaders doing just trying to get to next sunday trying to keep the mm-hmm. health of their staff together you know like they spend so much time internally focused on what's going on inside which there's obviously a place for and that needs to be accounted for but i think when you can rally everybody under one, one mission, one team, uh, and everyone's got clarity on how they build into that. I think it just makes everything better. Everybody can spend mm-hmm. more time focused on actually serving the people you want to serve as uh, as we're all called to do. So yeah, leave mm-hmm. it with that. Love it. Love it.
0: Well, if people want to get in touch with you or to learn more about, we obviously gave that address earlier. I need brand therapy.com. Is there anywhere else we want to send them online to track with you?
2: Yeah. Instagram is a great spot. I hang out there quite a bit Mm -hmm. just to the nature of what I do. So at Joey Spears on social media across everything, but mainly Instagram is what I hang out on. I need brandtherapy.com. Great. If you want to go there and check out more about brand therapy Uh, or joeyspears.com if you just want to check out some of the other things that I'm working on, it's uh, more of just kind of a landing page to talk about some of the things that I'm trying to push forward in the world based on what I believe, the people I'm trying to help. So uh, yeah, anywhere you'll be able to find me, I would love to connect with you.
0: Love it. Thanks so much for being here today, Joey. Thanks for all the help. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course, Rich. Thanks for having me on.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.